Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What you just saw? Well, welcome into the right place. Let us be your rage cage. My name is Derek Montia, formerly known as the mayor of PHNX. I'm joined, of course, by Mr. Electric Sean DePaz. Not so electric tonight. He's a little discharged over there. Uh, the vice mayor, I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of furious about his involvement with Shane, but he's also <laughs> Thunderstick still. It's Jesse Friedman. Uh, boys, <clears throat> this loss sucked. This one sucked. This one felt like the Diamondbacks had this one in the bag early. Maybe because of what we saw yesterday with the nine to one victory, but this one sucked. Yeah, I got. I was just saying right before, or well, while the countdown was going, I was like, "This isn't even like a I'm mad loss. This is just like I'm disgusted. I'm like, disappointed. I, I don't want like yeah. I don't, I'm mad at you. I'm not yeah. mad. I'm disappointed. Right? <laughs> like I, uh, like I, I don't want this series over with. I, I want to be out of out of Milwaukee. Well, Cogs was uh, there, so we were already we had a lot going against us. So we know that that was. <laughs> Uh, problematic but also right real quick i know i know people like to shit on uh chase field for being a warehouse yeah Yeah. on tv that it looks like they're playing in the dark they have the the stadiums have some similarities i do think the roof was open there though really it feels like it feels dark dark inside the stadium i was just in wisconsin the weather was not beautiful but it was not hot not Mm. that you need to have the roof closed ever in Wisconsin, unless there's like a tornado or something, but uh, <laughs> we, again, big time snow in Wisconsin. What do you mean? Do oh, they you mean get it during the baseball oh, season in July? I'm from up north. Oh, you wouldn't live in Syracuse, you know? I know, I know. Okay, it was terrible. I hate know. the snow. I, never I mean, early loved, never you might get snow, snow in May. Mm-hmm. You might get snow mm-hmm. in May. That never. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. You can get snow in, in especially April, like at the beginning of the baseball season or October. Not that they spend a whole lot of time playing in October. Mm. Uh, I don't want to talk about the weather in Wisconsin. <laughs> I want to talk about this. whether or not Ryan Nelson is good. Uh, his line tonight was not terrible, but this is a bad Brewers offense that he still gave up six hits and three earned runs and only went five innings. Uh, as Jesse said, based on what we saw out of him. You didn't want to leave him in to go a third time through the rotation because it really looked like they were figuring him out. Not that it seemed to do much once we got into the bullpen, but he did have six Ks tonight. It was encouraging, and based on some comments from Mike Hazen here that we're going to discuss in a moment, uh, it almost feels like we need Ryan Nelson to be good. We need Tommy (laughs) Henry or Ryan Nelson. Like The Diamondbacks right now, with Zach Davies being, uh, you know, performing the way he is, they, they, they need somebody to step up and 
you know, they're not going to replace all three of these guys. We know that for sure. But like at this point, it sounds like the Diamondbacks are are not liking what the trade market is looking like. So Nelson really does need to kind of step it up. Yeah, he absolutely does. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, this start was not a disaster for him by any means. Uh, you know, he was I think he was. Uh, worse his last time out against the Phillies but but yeah I mean I, I don't know if I would call this start encouraging necessarily like you said right. uh the Brewers are are not a high-powered offense they really have struggled to score runs this year uh five innings three runs you know you'll you'll take that it, it does sort of keep you in the game but at the end of the day it's kind of the the same stuff right uh Ryan Nelson continues to give up a lot of hard contact the Brewers average exit velo against him tonight was 94 which is pretty dang high, uh, you know, 10 whiffs in this game, eight of those on the fastball. He continues to have an issue where his fastball is good, but he just doesn't have any consistent secondary pitches on top of that. And as long as that's the case, it's going to be really hard for Ryan Nelson to survive very long in a major league starting rotation. So I didn't really see anything different in that regard today which is why i don't necessarily think a whole lot changed in this one but what does that mean for the diamondbacks as far as their starting rotation is concerned does that mean that nelson is like now they're probably looking at still replacing davies and nelson at this point or i mean because obviously maybe there for a minute it didn't look like zach davies was going to fall apart like he has over his last few starts so it, it feels like it's kind of compiling where you know, now they need to replace three out of the five men in the rotation or, you know, I mean, what about Tommy Henry? Do you think Tommy Henry's still going to be viable? I mean, I think it's we're at a point now where you like Mike Hayes and this team, they just need to be honest about like what their goal this season is. Like, are they seriously trying to win a World Series this year? Do they think that's really in the picture? Because if it is, then you need to replace Ryan Nelson and Zach Davies. Like I, you, there is that's not or at least one of them like it's not as the rotation sits now it is not a world series winning right. uh rotation but the reality yeah. is also is that coming into the season no one was expecting this team to win a world series so and i'm not necessarily expecting them to now but obviously the the perspective on this team has changed a lot throughout the season that's such a hard thing because you don't want to all of a sudden start making dramatic yeah. drastic moves in order to improve a team so that you can win now but when the dodgers fall back to third in the division and you've led the National League yeah. West surprisingly for it as seems long like this as is your you best have. opportunity. Like right. the window's open. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, sometimes that's how it works, right? In baseball and sports, sometimes you didn't really expect the team to be as good as it is, but you get there faster than than you expected. Mm -hmm. And then that next step would be whatever, you know, pieces they can add. But this is all happening during the course of one season where they went from being like yeah. a team yeah. that they didn't know if they were gonna win 80 games to a team now that honestly is on pace or was on well, on pace at one point to win 100 games, as crazy as that sounds. So, like, I, I don't know, but we do know that you said Ryan, Ryan Nelson's start wasn't terrible, but that seventh inning tonight, that shit was terrible. Uh, we're going to talk about some positives from game one still, but game two, uh, that seventh inning was just gross. Kyle Nelson, definitely not good. The bullpen really struggled, uh, but... Cattell Marte was a big part of that reason. In this yeah. game, Cattell Marte giveth and Cattell Marte taketh away because his offense was a big reason why the D-backs had the lead, but his defense there in the seventh inning could single-handedly be blamed for the reason why this game fell apart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at that seventh inning, 
starts with Luis Arias. He walks to start the inning, although I know the uh, the <laughs> pit, it was a 3-2 pitch. You could argue that pitch was in the zone, but I I don't think it was it was particularly it wasn't really thrown uh, where Carson Kelly was set up back there. So kind of understand maybe you're not going to get that call. So Urias walks. Then you've got Blake Perkins uh, to the plate for Milwaukee. He hits a ground ball and could tell Marte just inexplicably looks at second and just kind of waits and then uh, throws to first base very nonchalantly. And his throw was not even really close to on time. Uh, and so, you know, Perkin, it doesn't go in the in the box score as an error, but it was clearly a misplay and an out the Diamondbacks should have had. The next hitter is Joey Weimer. Similar situation where instead of going uh, the first the, the first guy with Perkins, he should have gone to second. He went to first and the second guy should have gone to first and he went to second. Uh, so you had back to back guys reaching on uh, just misreads by Cattell Marte. If those two outs are made. Uh, then, you know, you still would have a base runner in Urias, but you'd have, you know, a guy on with two outs. And then uh, the D-backs went and got Kyle Nelson. Christian Yelich grounded out. That would be the end of the inning. So theoretically, if Cattell doesn't make those two mistakes, then you're out of the seventh inning without any damage done. Uh, instead, it snowballs. Like you said earlier, uh, Kyle Nelson did not pitch particularly <laughs> well. Uh, you know, left a slider right over the heart of the plate that turned into a two-run double for William Contreras and Contreras, yeah. Jesse William Contreras. Contreras. Yes, uh, but Shout yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because you know maybe maybe Austin Adams wasn't going to have a sub one ERA the the whole year, right? I mean, you kind of figured maybe there's some regression coming there. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I think Austin Adams pitched pretty he well. These not are soft to get ground balls. Three earned runs. Yeah, for sure. these are soft ground balls that have to be turned into outs. Uh, this is a game the Diamondbacks should have won pretty clearly if Cattell is able to make those plays, and he just didn't. He also hit into the game-ending double play. But, of course, the reason why I'm setting all of this up is to let you know that much to this man's chagrin, Cattell Marte is our king snake. <laughs> and uh, I know he's not a fan of it, but three him, for five him. with a home run and three RBI. Uh, he also scored two runs. He was damn near involved in all of the offense tonight. Uh, and it sucks that he also was a big reason, if not the sole reason, why they blew the game. Cattell is charging in on that ball in this picture. Just terrified. No, I mean, no what? clue what he's going to do I, with it. Once there's nobody on base, and he's not. Are sure we going what to first? To. Are we going to third? Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a little bit uh, to my dismay. Um, <laughs> kind of hard for me to sit here and give King Snake to the guy that you can like. If he does not do two very particular things, the Diamondbacks probably win this game. Yeah. Um, but, but I also, mean, also if he doesn't get that dinger, the uh, yeah, backs, exactly. You know? I mean, offensively, it, like jokes aside, he obviously he was the best player in this game. Like uh, two mental lapses defensively that, like Jesse said, don't even count as errors. Um, no. they, they they basically were, but they weren't. Um, Thunderbolt forty seven says that's crap. He wants Cattell sent down to the minor leagues, but he doesn't <laughs> know how work on his defense. Work. Well, um, with how things are going, you could send damn near anyone down there. Send. Uh, Otani down there, and he'll get a little bit better in Reno. That's true. Everybody gets better in Reno. Alec Thomas, though, however, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, in game one, I did want to cover that Alec Thomas did come back. The Diamondbacks beat the Brakes off the Brewers in game one, so of course we didn't go live after that game. But uh, <laughs> nine to one in game one, uh, Alec Thomas hits a dinger in his first at bat back at a major league level. Yeah, how much do you love to see that? It was an incredible moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could just see. Uh, I think there was some some relief there for Alec Thomas in that moment. <laughs> I think like, some relief for all of us, right? And, and like, for, yeah, for everyone. I mean, like I said in our in our show on Monday, Alec Thomas. You know, if you if you're looking for a lift for this offense internally, 
In my mind, Alec Thomas is where that's going to come from. Like yeah. he's your one guy that really has a pretty high ceiling offensively and just hasn't really given you much this season. So, you know, he's, you know, I think the way that he plays down the stretch is going to be really important for this team. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was not just the fact that he hit a home run. It was the fact that it was against Corbin Burns, the fact that it went into the second deck uh, and he pulled it. You know, his swing has been a little bit janky uh, this season and we haven't really seen him pull the ball uh, with that kind of authority a whole lot this season. So there, there were a lot of good things to uh, for him in that game yesterday. Uh, and then, you know, today was one for four. So I, I think you're pretty happy with what you've seen so far from Alec Thomas. Mostly it's just the fact that he's back, right? Like, yeah. I mean, doing things at a yeah. major league level, I think that's the biggest uh, key there. <laughs> and I don't know, man. Defensively, we even saw Corbin Carroll kind of make a mistake out there in the outfield that we talked about. Uh, Alec Thomas just doesn't make those kind mm -hmm. of mistakes. He just plays def uh, the outfield defense uh, so smoothly, yeah. and he makes it look so easy that when we see these guys kind of struggle – with a ball at the wall like we saw with Carroll there. It doesn't it doesn't seem to make much sense when we've seen such great defense out of those guys. Uh, they also got some love on the MLB Network today where they were talking about them being the fastest trio of outfielders in baseball. Uh, yeah. McCarthy yeah, yeah. and Corbin Carroll both in the 99th percentile for speed. Uh, Alec Thomas, 84th percentile for speed. Slacking. That is so crazy. I know. Yeah. He's so It doesn't even make sense because I feel like he uh, – I, I didn't know Alec Thomas was the slow one in that group. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know he was that much slower. I thought he would have been a little higher. Speaking of slow, uh, Yelich's just sad attempt at trying to get that that ball. That was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty weird. Like the, yeah, the second hitter double. of the game, and yeah. Cattell Marte comes up and just hits a fly ball. It kind of skied down the yeah. left field line, and Christian Yelich just kind of. Very nonchalantly, he just jogged kind over of there. jogged over there and watched it <laughs> watched land and bounce into the stands. It was very bizarre. Uh, it didn't. Um, it, it it didn't look like it was going to stay in. Right, like you brought up the stats on that ball. It absolutely had like the worst. It had XBA a, it had a very low XBA, but XBA doesn't take into account what direction you hit the ball in. Yeah, so that's true. If you hit it, you know, down the line like that, it has a better chance of landing and. Uh, yeah, Christian Yelich probably should have at least sprinted for a little while on his way to that <laughs> no, ball. At least for one one stride. <laughs> well, take one long stride and you might get there. And I mean, even that ball that we were talking about, Cattell earlier, man, he made something. It was kind of a similar play where it seemed like he was just moving in slow motion and yeah. the rubber beats him out. Like, yeah. I know he should have gone the second, like you said, Jesse, but uh, it, it's the indecisiveness. Like, I still think he could have gotten the guy at first if he already had it set in his mind that that's where he yeah, was going to go. Yeah, once he all the, the ball. only thing you can't do there is just not make a decision, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's exactly what Cattell <laughs> did. And I kind of wonder if if he was a little, if maybe that got in his head a little bit yeah. in the next play. That's it, what I was it kind of snowballed. On I feel him like, again. yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's, has anything yeah, to do with like point. how good of a fielder Cattell Marte is. I think those were just like his brain just stopped working, which like, I guess good fielders don't do, but um, it didn't feel like it was like, because he doesn't have the skill to be a good fielder. It just seemed like he had yeah. a really bad mental lapse where he just kind of froze for a little bit, um, which again, doesn't really happen to good fielders, but it, it's a different kind of being bad at fielding, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. The other uh, thing I will say is that Kyle Nelson has just not been good for the diamondbacks. Oh yeah. Uh, it's not just this game. It, yeah. It, it and and Tori continues to use Kyle Nelson in spots like this that are just really hard. I mean, he came in with the bases loaded and nobody out. 
Like even if you do have good stuff and your location is good, that's a really hard situation for anyone yeah. to come into. Personally, I don't really love the decision to put. I mean, this D-backs bullpen's been okay recently. There are some other guys who have who have performed pretty well lately. Who Kyle Nelson is not really that, one of them in that situation. Um, like playing manager, I know you don't like to put on your manager hat too much. But. Yeah, I mean, I I think maybe Andrew Chafin theoretically would have been available in this game. Uh, I did hear a report about Andrew Chafin. Uh, potentially injuring himself while power shagging in in the outfield. Oh no! Um, <laughs> that was a story that I heard today. Uh, but I think oh, no. he threw a bullpen. I think he was fine. But I don't know for sure if he was available. I think he probably was. Um, I would have probably liked him more in in that situation. But uh, Dre maybe Dre theoretically could have been available. I mean, it was you know it was a lefty at the plate, so maybe the D backs wanted a lefty. I know Joe Mantiply pitched yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Nelson at, at this point, you know, he still has a 3.04 ERA, but he's come in so many times in situations where he's just trying to get one or two outs and he's got a bunch of inherited runners on the base pads. Um, and you know, you look at some of the other numbers for him this season, opposing batters are hitting 279 against him this year with a 342 on base and a 452 slugging percentage. Those are not really good numbers for a back end no. reliever you know, using in, in a really key spot like this in the game. So, uh, you know, he was so good for the D-backs last year and, uh, you know, has been a really positive addition to the to the franchise as a whole since he came over from Cleveland. And but, I think that's it because we do yeah. that, right? We do that with players, and I think managers aren't immune from doing that where you don't really want to give up on a guy, mm -hmm. but after a certain point, you're not looking at his recent, recent performances as much as you're remembering what he's done for you in the past and hoping that he gets back to that point, right? Like... That that's <laughs> the Diamondbacks held their breath on Madison Bumgarner quite a bit uh, in that in that case, right? Because every once in a while, Mad Bum would be good. It gives you that look. Uh, you you feel like maybe he's getting back right, and then things fall apart again. Um, Kyle Nelson, it was very good for this team last year. He was at one point one of the only bullpen arms that Tory could really rely on, but not this year. And I don't think that that's been the case as of late. Cogs in the comment asked, can we swap Kyle Nelson for Kevin Ginkle? And I don't think that that is very much out of the that question. That is a reasonable question. Yeah, I mean, the D-backs did just send down Kevin Ginkle with a sub-3 RA. Yeah. And a guy who'd and been pitching really well recently. It yeah. felt like it was just due to the fact that he had options left and not due to anything he was doing wrong. And yeah. honestly, the Diamondbacks, we talked about it. They're in this kind of win-now mode where they're going to need to make you know, moves like this. They're going to need to change direction when a guy isn't working out. And Kevin Ginkle, he was he was giving them some some quality innings out of the bullpen. So uh, who knows? But based on your guys' request, we went ahead and swapped out the King Snake. So Cattell Marte, uh, no longer our King Snake. Let's go. We're going to give our King Snake to Cogs. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Cogs is Let's there. Let's go. Cogs. Let's go, Cogs. We're switching it to Cogs. So Cogs gets our King Snake. So two games attended. So, so yeah, I yeah, guess he's in Milwaukee. Sense. He was he was there yesterday. Yeah, he's he was there. there. That's uh, that he got Alec Thomas's autograph on his Team Mexico hat. And then Alec Thomas hit a home run. Yep. And then Alec Thomas hit a home run. So he had a pretty electric afternoon uh, on Monday. But uh, today he had to witness that game in person. So. <laughs> He gets our King Snake. Uh, and see, that's what happens when you're here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. You can literally change the direction of this show with your comments. So that's what <laughs> happened. Uh, and, of course, we thank you. And AZ Sports Girl 224, don't think I don't see your profile picture. Uh, <laughs> and find it to be delightful. But uh, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, 
don't know what you're waiting for. Don't miss out on all this goodness. Subscribe right now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And also, uh, leave us a little thumbs up. We always like that. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please subscribe there if you haven't done so yet. And leave us a review. We love that feedback. But more than anything, we love when you guys join us as a PHNX diehard member. Become part of the PHNX family today. Uh, Not only do you get your membership paid for instantly by all the wonderful benefits you get out of the gate, including a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com, 20% off all future purchases, uh, that ranch card from Dobson Ranch Golf Course. You also get that $50 gift certificate from Mountain Mike's Pizza, so much more. But on top of that, you get benefits like access to our members-only Discord lounge, Jesse's newsletter, full count, and all the newsletters from all of our wonderful writers around here, including the one and only Girth, who will give you 40 trade predictions for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Jesse, he's going to write one, 41. He's going 41 trade predictions uh, for the I do, yeah. I mean, to pull back the curtain, I have a very long list of Diamondbacks trade targets, and it's not all that far away from 40. We're closing in on 40. We're chatting about it. And he's just, yeah, he's adding more to the list every single day. So don't think that we're not going to outdo girth over there on the Suns. But what is, uh, can you give the people what the trade for Shohei Otani is? Yeah, what are we getting? What are we giving? Did he not make the list? You got to include him in the article. How did you not make the list? You got to have him make the list. If you have all of these trades, you might as just throw one in where they trade Corbin Carroll for Shohei Otani. Yeah. If, the, if the Angels were not like actually sort of playing well right now and like actually maybe in the mix for a playoff yeah. spot, maybe I would have just for just for kicks and giggles thrown Shohei Otani in there. But I don't <laughs> think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna see him. He's too much Damn. of a realist. He's too much of a realist. But so you get all of that. You get all of that wonderful realism by being a diehard. So go ahead and join us today. Uh, get your diehard membership over at gophnx.com. Uh, speaking of articles, Nick Picoro from azcentral.com had a very interesting article uh, involving his conversation with Mike Hazen and Mike Hazen's comments about the trade deadline. Based on this article, it sounds a bit like the trade market is not going to be very fruitful. And we feared this because of two reasons. One, there are a lot of teams in baseball that are still in it, and the trade deadline yeah. is right around the corner. And the second reason being that, honestly, teams don't want to give up much. They don't want to give up much of their major league talent. They want to, Everybody wants to trade prospects, and nobody wants to trade major league talent, and the Diamondbacks are not in the market at this time for prospects. I also blame the goddamn Philadelphia Phillies. I blame them as well <laughs> because what they did – in the playoffs last year makes anybody in baseball hope that all they get is a wild card spot at the very least and that anything can happen because that has to be in the minds of a lot of executives in baseball. I know that sounds like uh, like I'm saying something funny, but man, when you do see a team like the Phillies that kind of played mediocre baseball during the regular season, find a way to get hot in August and September, make their way into the playoffs. You can't, you can't help but think we could be that team too. A lot of teams have played well Mm -hmm. at times this season. You know, not the Cardinals, not you guys. You guys don't get to be included. But well, the Cardinals have won four in a row. I know. Yeah, that's, well, that's, of all that's the times I was to gonna, say that. That's what I was going to say. Is like <laughs> as far as the trade market is concerned, it's very weird because either the divisions are so bad that anyone in the division seems like they can make it, or you get the AL East, where the last place yeah. team is four games above five hundred. Yeah, like that's how crazy. are they supposed to? Uh, and, yeah. and Jesse and I were talking about this earlier. Like the Red Sox, if they're being realistic, probably should be of the mindset of a seller, but still 
They're four games above 500. They've won six in a row. They won six. They just beat the <laughs> Twins today, ten to three. I think like they've been yeah. on a roll. They swept the Yankees last, last weekend. Well, so like, and Jesse brought up the Rays are, are playing mediocre baseball now. Yeah. The Rays were red hot when the season started, and they're still fifty one and twenty five. Right. It's going to take like, a lot for them to not be at least in the in in the playoff race or the playoff hunt. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, it would really take a lot. Take for a them. lot, right? And you, yeah, you. Look at, I'm just saying, like with the way that they are in that division, much like us, like there comes a point where we have to start playing the Padres and the Dodgers again. We have the Red Hot Giants coming into town this weekend, and they are scarier right now than even the Dodgers are, to be honest. They're playing tremendously good baseball, and they're much like the Diamondbacks. They're a young, exciting team that is playing way better than they expected to and just have an unfounded confidence right now in their team. Uh, The same way the D-backs have this just almost ignorant confidence in themselves where they they, they don't really know that they shouldn't be good and they don't care about like predictions and what people say. They're just out there trying to play the best baseball they can have. And, you know, like Corbin Carroll said, he had to put down the Fortnite because, you know, wins ball games, got to get, got to win ball games. Right. So they're focused. Uh, But this, uh, these comments from Mike Hazen are interesting considering his position on the trade market and how earlier he was talking about how aggressive this team was intending to be. Yeah, he said, uh, so kind of along the lines of what we were talking about earlier with the difficulties in the market, he said, there are 10 plus teams that are telling us they don't know what it's going to look like. Not much you can do with that. You can express ideas. You can talk through things. uh, You can get, yeah, we might do something like this, something like that. But I'm skeptical of the amount of true sellers that may exist. Yeah. Um, and, And yeah, I mean, just to kind of go into more specifics on that, looking around the league, like which teams can we firmly put into That's the seller exactly category like at this point yeah i mean the rockies but but the rockies are not a good baseball team yeah, and they don't do they really want? who do you want and and they also operate in this weird way where it seems like they they you know rather than trading daniel bard they extended him and they you know they just kind of play <laughs> right. by different rules um i don't think there's <laughs> by different rules there's no other there's no other nl west team right the padres dodgers giants even if there was trading in division is not yeah that wouldn't be an option anyway uh if you go to the central uh, the Reds have now won ten games in a row, as some people have said in the comments. They're not, they're not going anywhere. I mean, uh, even the Oakland A's have cooled off, right, Sean? Yeah, the, the former best team in baseball, <laughs> hottest team in baseball. Excuse me. But yeah, I mean, in the Central, maybe the Cardinals are at that point, even though they've won four in a row. I mean, they're still twelve under five hundred. So, so maybe you have the Cardinals, you have the Nationals. Uh, maybe the Mets would put themselves in that category at this point. No, although with Steve Cohen, Cohen there, no shot, I don't, yeah. he said I don't, he's not giving up on this. Yeah, game. I don't think so. And then you go to the American league, I guess the Royals, you could put in that category, but the Royals are want? a very bad baseball team outside of a couple relievers. I don't think they're going to offer much. Uh, the white Sox are one of the more interesting teams because yeah. they do have Giolito. Uh, they do have some interesting relievers. They do have Dylan cease if they were willing to move him. Uh, but yeah, you can see pretty clearly what Mike Hazen is talking about. You look around the league, there's really only a handful of teams, at least as of now, uh, which granted, we're still, you know, six weeks away from the trade deadline. But as of now, it's still very unclear where the Diamondbacks would be, you know, would be looking to trade. So basically what what Hazen told Nick Pecora overall, the overall story here is as for the moment, as we don't really know what's going to happen with the trade deadline, we just have to focus on the internal things. We just have to focus on getting specifically our starting pitchers right. Um, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Ryan Nelson, you know, needing to, to take this step forward that the D-backs seem to believe he can take. Uh, getting Brandon Fott back up to 
the pitcher that a lot of us expected him to be yeah. when he was originally called up. Uh, you know, Dre Jamison continuing to take steps forward. The D-backs do have some pieces here internally that could be a big boost down the stretch. Uh, and they might need to rely on those guys a little more than yep. they would like to, given the state of the trade market right now. Well, and I mean, there's a couple other names we haven't talked about much, but like Slade Ciccone and Blake Walston. And uh, I know, you know, a couple of these guys are still a little bit farther off, but uh, they, they might start looking to maybe a Carlos Vargas to come up into the bullpen, even though he hasn't been very good lately. Yeah, I, don't I don't know about that. I, I mean, I, I don't know with Justin Martinez. I mean, it's been a little Martinez has been better of late, I think. But his his full season numbers down there are still pretty rough. It feels like there's like when they're saying that, that they really mean that they're going to look like within, you know, the minor league system. And to be honest, they still have some very good options in there um, that they haven't even tapped into yet. So it's going to be uh Interesting to see if they swing and miss on the trade market, how they adapt uh, and if those changes that he's talking about are just to, you know, like you said, getting the guys that are currently part of the starting rotation, right? Yeah. Or if it involves going to a Brandon Fodd or going to some of their other options that they might have in a minor league level. For the record, I do think that getting a starting pitcher at the trade deadline. I still think it's pretty possible. I do too. It's That's just, more just me personally, but I still I still think it will probably happen if the D-backs are, are still in the position that yeah, they're in now. I think it's smart to temper expectations, though, because I, th yeah. I feel like Mike Hazen's being honest, and Mike Hazen has always been fairly honest about these type of situations, uh, and he's always said when things have changed. And, I mean, we know, we knew that. This isn't even new information to us because we discussed this exact topic, I believe, last week about what the trade market's going to look like and how so many of these teams being in it makes for a very fun season, but it makes for a very difficult situation yeah. when the trade deadline comes around if a bunch of teams are still hovering around, you know, being less than four games back in their division and a couple of games out of the wild card spot. It, so It feels like they're going to, if they get a starting pitcher, it feels like he's coming from the AL, the AL Central. Right, because like Eduardo I feel like the Rodriguez. AL you got Erod, you've got Giolito, you got Cease, you got Cease. Bieber. Like I feel like the AL Central is in a very different place than the NL Central, where like the NL Central, they're all kind of bad, but they none of them came into this se season like necessarily expecting to be like like bad. No, I mean like Cincinnati doesn't expect to be this good, but like they're all trying to work towards something. Whereas like the AL Central, I feel like there a lot of those teams are much more close to the blow same, it up. It's and still rebuild. the same situation. The White Sox four and a half out, Tigers yeah, four out, yeah, Guardians exactly. one out, Twins, yeah. you know, two games over five hundred, like or under five hundred, and they are leading the division at two games under five hundred. Like the uh, a lot of, of this, get rid of these divisions. This is nonsense. I a hate lot, it. a lot of this too is kind of a byproduct of Major League Baseball expanding playoffs, right? Mm, correct. If you only had, you know, the two wild cards set up like we had before, it's a pretty different landscape right now mm -hmm. than if you have three. I mean, obviously that wouldn't fix the problem in the divisions, uh, the NL Central and the AL Central. I mean, that would, I guess, that would still be a madhouse. But a lot of those other teams, like we, you know, we mentioned the right, the Red Sox earlier. If there's only two wild card spots and you're the Boston yeah. Red Sox, you probably just got to pack it in and acknowledge that the chance of you beating the Orioles, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Angels, the Astros, the Mariners, like you've only got two spots. It's it's probably pretty unrealistic. But with three spots, I think it's a lot easier for teams to talk themselves into that. But on the other hand, you, you I almost wonder if like the presence of the AL East makes those AL Central teams like 
all right, we are. It's either win the division or you're, we're not making the playoffs. Right. If we're being realistic, well, and so yeah. you look at teams like yeah. that, and that probably opens them up a little bit more. We're like, if you're the White Sox or the Tigers, you're like, okay, we may be four, four and a half games back in the division, but it's not but like you have a. Can we really compete with the Twins? You don't have That's the safety parachute. There is no coming yeah. in second because yeah. we're not making that the playoffs. Is a great come point. In second. Yeah, yeah, yeah like um, if you're the Tigers, you're four games out of the division, and you're eight and a half yeah, out of exactly. the wild card. It's not even. It's not yeah. even close. Uh, I just spilled my beer on myself, which I wouldn't do if TSA wouldn't have confiscated my beer bat. Uh, I was going to do like Cody from the CHGO Cub show and, and maybe drink it after wins mm. out of the bat. Uh, but apparently it was no. It well, it was a Wrigley Field bat. Mm. Is that not good? Is that I don't not know. Good? We they don't have it. beer bats at, at Chase, do they? Never seen one. Not that I'm aware. I don't of. think so. Why don't mm. we have beer bats at Chase Field? This is something else we need. I think to they address. do a talking stick, though. <sighs> I may be making that up, but I feel like I remember seeing them. I feel like you're, I feel like you're making it up. Might you been. might not be. I'm not. I'm not allowed to drink when I'm working, but yeah. uh, I'm allowed to drink when I'm working here in this building. And more importantly, I'm allowed to drink when I'm working, and I'm doing the Bet MGM Sportsbook app uh, because you can't stop me from betting on the Oakland A's. I did it tonight, and of course, I lost. But uh, <laughs> you can do whatever you want on the Bet. Bet MGM Sportsbook app. It is a fantastic way uh, to make sports even more fun, and you don't miss out on the Bet MGM's Swing for the Fences offer because it's only going to make your bets even better. Uh, you can get this offer in three easy steps: log into your sportsbook app, play the Bet MGM MLB free-to-play game from now until September seventh. Uh, you're just a batter, and you pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on which area you pick, you will get a single, double, triple, or a home run, or you might pop out, and you will receive the prize associated with that type of hit. Prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours, so don't hesitate. Use it immediately and make yourself some money. If you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. For our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Also, uh, speaking of our sponsors and our wonderful partners, check out Saturday Neon. It's a company started by two friends and former college roommates that make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Perfect for your bar, uh, for your background in your on your Zoom calls, or if you do a podcast about maybe college sports. I don't know. Uh, Mike Luke has one of those, so... You know, he would tell me to back the A, I'm sure, right now. But it's officially licensed for 19 select schools. I'm not backing the A. I'll never back the A, by the way. Uh, officially licensed for 19 select school, schools, including Arizona, Colorado, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn, and many more. Uh, again, great for man caves. Uh, and, of course, you can get a great offer by going to SaturdayNeon.com and using our code of PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. We're done talking about this terrible baseball game and the Diamondbacks not making moves. <laughs> At the at, at the trade deadline, and we want to talk about more the Diamondbacks being in the All Star game. The hey. Diamondbacks have some guys uh, that are leading the way. Well, not completely leading the way, but they are up there, and they look like they might end up as starters. Potentially a Corbin Carroll starting in the All Star game. How would you guys feel about that wonderful, wonderful honor for the young man from Seattle? I mean, it'd be cool for him, but like at this point, it's like 
duh. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, pretty yeah. better it's if like, it didn't happen. It sounds, like, it sounds like a neat story, but then also statistically it's like, he better be. What the hell are you doing yeah, if he's not a starter in that, right? It's uh, Yeah, at this point it's like, he's going to be an all-star. Yeah. If, as long as he's healthy until the all-star game, he's going yeah. to be starting in the all-star game for the National League. It feels right that he surpassed Lourdes, right, Jesse, considering he was at one <laughs> yeah. time trailing I mean, it, it would have been kind of hilarious if the, uh, <laughs> if the Toronto fans uh, continued to... I wanted it. I yeah. wanted him to do it. Because like I was saying earlier to somebody, I forget, I was like, listen, if Lourdes gets voted in as a starter, that's his only chance of making the all-star game. Uh, they'll find a way to get Corbin Carroll in the all-star game if he's not That's voted true. as a starter. So then you would have got both of them. But I mean, Lourdes might have a shot. Like if he if he kind of bounces back yeah, and fair. has a few good weeks, he might have a shot. He was he did, he did have like the third highest batting average in baseball there for a little bit or yep. something crazy. Yeah. But I mean, Lourdes is uh it, Lourdes is a fun story, but Corbin is the guy obviously uh, that should be there. Uh, we know that there's a good chance Zach Gallon will get selected as well. But let's take a look at these all-star voting updates. Uh, there's one very egregious one, and of course, it's right there at the top. Christian Walker, the guy who uh, is tied for fourth in National League, or he might even be sole possession of fourth in the National League in RBI, uh, not in the top ten at all. Cattell Marte, sixth for second baseman. Perdomo, eighth. Josh Rojas, inexplicably ninth. For third baseman, when Christian Walker, again, not in the top 10. Don't know what's going on with there, but it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, uh, Josh Rojas, also a candidate for relief pitcher. Uh, Corbin Carroll, <laughs> third for outfielders. Guriel, fourth. Uh, Gabriel Moreno coming in sixth for catchers. And Evan Longoria even making it on the list. Tenth uh, for That's DH, it. which, again, another, another surprising... Yeah. Right? I mean, I know the Diamondbacks are in first place in the National League, but we don't usually get this kind of voting love. So it is a bit surprising to see some of those guys actually make the top 10 of their voting categories. Well, it's amazing what happens when you you make a trade with the Toronto Blue Jays and you sign a player in his 15th season who has quite a <laughs> bit of name cred, right? I mean, just played for the point. San Francisco Giants. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, the Christian Walker thing is pretty is pretty wild to me. Uh, he is fourth in all of baseball for first baseman in wins above replacement. Uh, according to fan graphs, it's Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Yandy Diaz from the Tampa Bay Rays, and then Christian Walker. Uh, and make the it same, make sense. Make same it make was sense. true last year. I think he was third. I think it was Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt, and then Christian Walker. Uh, Christian Walker pretty clearly is the third best overall first baseman in the National League at this point. And for him to not be even in the top 10 on this list is uh is unfortunate so he has been on a tear lately so hopefully people I, will kind of recognize that and and give him the love that he deserves i have what i feel like is, i know you're gonna think that this is like not a real question but i think it's a real question is it because his name is christian walker is it because it's like <laughs> a boring name that just is easy to kind of forget? Like, I'm not knocking the man. I'm not. Well, I'm not knocking no, his but, name. But it's like, is it because it's an unexciting name? Yeah, and people are not real like about not very Christian Walker is. Yeah. His name is Christian Walker. He's Christian Walker. <laughs> it's Walker, who's, Walker, who's Walker, not Walker. The most like, uh, he's. The man built all of his furniture in like, his goddamn house. Why aren't you Why aren't you voting for him? He's the most everyman dude there is, and he plays probably the least sexy position in the infield. And he like, plays it so and sexy. And he plays it in Arizona. So sexy. I understand why this is happening. It doesn't make it better any better, but I understand how we got to this point. 
Um, it infuriates me. Uh, the Antonellis, I think, are behind this. It seems only right. It would be in line with the other war crimes they've committed. Um, it seems like they have agenda against Christian Walker, but this and I like, can't argue with that. It's aggravating, man. Like at the end of the day, it's hard. Like Christian Walker deserves recognition for how good he is, um, and he's clearly not getting it from fans. And I mean, it is like it is a popularity contest at the end of the day, but he deserves recognition for what he's doing. Um, and also, uh, Cogs was asking, I think, what happens if Rojas makes the All-Star game when he's in the minors. Um, others, the precedent in in the NHL is that he will play in the All-Star game. I, I, like, don't, they, I, they I don't think we're going to need to worry about it. I don't, I don't think I so don't either. Think, I'm just saying. We'll cross that. that bridge if we get there. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't foresee us being. Precedent has yeah. that he would play uh, still. And that's how yeah. it works in other sports. Speaking of the All-Star game, uh, the, the hats were dropped. The official All-Star game yes. caps were dropped. Let's take a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks cap and decide if we actually like it. Uh, what are your thoughts on this mint green job? Because to be honest, I kind of like it, you guys. Yeah, the, I, I didn't really like the mint green when I first saw it, honestly, but it's kind of grown on me. I, I like hate the, it. I like the stripe on the side and the patch a lot. I really like that part of it. What Sean are your thoughts, Sean? Clearly oh, Sean is groaning. <laughs> so please give us your. I, I mean, mean, it's a lot of this is going to depend on what the jerseys look like, and I really need to see the back slash other side of this hat because it looks like the pattern continues as it stands. It does not. The pattern does not continue. The pattern just goes from that like that seam, that panel, that panel. Yeah, seam to seam, just like it is on the front. There, it does not go around the back. Oh, I hate it. Then I very much hate it. I just <laughs> wow. The 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 lines. You wanted the pattern to go longer. I did because oh I God. thought it might go into some like mountain stuff, and like that could be cool. I mean, it's there just, is some mountain stuff on the patch. I yeah, think, but, but the patch is just uninspiring to me. It's just a diamond. And then I don't understand why the lines are following the diamond. Like, like it just is like so it. unsettling to I me. Like I it. don't like how it looks. And then I don't the the white star kind of bothers me because it just doesn't pop enough. But that's that's a minor thing. Karen, I just the Karen lines says, just don't work for me. Karen says purple and mint green go well together. She wanted me to know that, so I think she's trying to hint uh, that I should buy this cap. I'm totally <laughs> like, going to buy this hat. I got to see how the jerseys. Hat. I got to see what it looks like with the jerseys. That will. You know, it's fair. Last year, I I kind of said that I hated the fact that they. I loved last year's combos so much that I didn't even want them to change it. I'm trying to remember what was last year. It was That's just a, real simple. Was it was like black LA? and gold. It was L.A. Right. Yes. I yeah. Think it was yeah, Dodgers yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I love black and gold. I love those. Everyone had their own yeah, team, but it was it just, was yeah. it was great, and it was super simple, but it was like really slick looking, and more Ooh, importantly, yeah, are, it really had the nice. look of like all star. You know, like an all star team and, yeah uh, i mean prestigious I, the only concern i have with this is that like especially when you look at all the caps of course the mariners looks the logo looks the best on this hat mm. because it's you know oh yeah and, yeah and and like don't get me wrong i mean as it should considering it's where they're playing the all-star game but like last year even being in la it's not like they picked dodger blue yes. for every That's, team i was just about to say yeah these I mean, are by far the best all-star jerseys of all time right the they're, last they're year flawless. yeah when they had like the white with just the gold logo or the black with the gold logo. i hate the, the feeling that, that they feel the need to put this little star on the helmet like you don't that's, like that either? that's unnecessary I mean, it's an all-star game you know what cool. i would like is if they got like stars for how many well, that's, that's what I was appearances that's they've had if that's they have multiple different. stars on their hat that, would, that be, i know. would like because that's what they do in the nba their all-star jerseys have their number of all-star games on the back and like that's how i think it should be like yeah. that that would be a nice touch but i just don't like having one star there it's just, just like it look, makes it look very like uh 
flaggy. Like it looks like something that should be on a flag. Sure. I like, get what you're saying. Like almost like, like where they have like a flag. weird logo oh, and then like a star there. The star yeah, there. I, don't, I don't like it. I get what you're saying. Um, well, we need to get out and vote for Christian Walker. So I don't know how to motivate people to do that. But people we need, need to, get to out vote there. for for everyone, for everybody really. because this um, is getting close, and we don't want Padres in there. We don't want Cattell, Padres to be a part of it. Yeah, Cattell, I think deserves to be higher than sixth. Uh, you know his his uh, mental lapses tonight, notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> and the other thing I'll say is uh, the outfield vote continues to be very important. The way this is very likely going to work is Ronald Acuna. Uh, as the leading vote getter is going to be a starter automatically. For sure. Um, this is a two-phase process, it's like so it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more complicated now. So Ronald Acuna, as the leading vote getter, automatically becomes a starter. And then what they do is they take the next four highest vote getters in the outfield uh, to the next round. So as of right now, both uh, Corbin Carroll and Lourdes would would be in there. There's one spot after them, which I believe is Juan Soto right now, that would also be in there. But they need to stay in that block of four guys after Ronald Acuna in order to advance. And then when they do advance, if that happens, then there's a 72-hour period where people vote again, and then that's what nails down who the starters are. So... Uh, the job is is very much yeah. not done yeah, the, here. The job is not done. We need, to, we need to mobilize and get this taken care of. Folks. What happened when we just voted? Like just the three guys who got the most votes. Uh, those days are. Over. I know I'm sounding like an old man. It you is are, but like, a little bit. What about those days where we punched it out of a thing and there I'm were chads? Not, uh, Remember when we got chads all over the place? What is the like? What? Yeah. Why? Yeah, no, I think they're like, just trying to. It's a good question. I don't really know what the impetus for for this change was. Money. They've they've done it for a while, but yeah, it feels like maybe it adds a little bit of drama. You it know what it was? Like it's goddamn Kansas of, City Royals. They ruined everything, yeah. and ever since then, they've been trying to make well, sure that that thing never happens. I again. feel like we could get into a situation though. Like I feel like I kind of was talking about how Arizona doesn't get enough love in the, the Christian Walker thing. I feel like Arizona though is is so unlike. Like people don't have an opinion about Arizona to the point where if you, there could be a situation where baseball fans are just like, let's just get two Diamondbacks in the outfield for the hell of let's it. Let's do it. And they like, because Corbin's going to get there. And they're like, oh, let's, let's just vote Lourdes because it's yeah, fun. Well, because yeah, they're going to be like, you know what? Screw Juan Soto. Yeah, I'm voting like, for this right, guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we definitely have the knows? city of Toronto behind yes. us. So that's good to know. And if Toronto uh, residents come into town, make sure to hit me up. I will hook you up with some OGs. Uh, weed's legal here in this country, specifically. Uh, well, uh, here Toronto in the states aren't. It's legal there too. Oh, is it? Uh, it's, I don't know legal it's, Toronto. it's legal everywhere, I guess. But I don't know. It's getting toasty here in the valley. And of course, if, if you are here, you got to check out our friends from OGs because uh, they are the best. They are the best that Arizona has to offer as far as our edibles are concerned. And they have their brand new limited edition. Uh, pink lemonade gummies that drop tomorrow. I've already had one though. Did you? So, oh my god, it's delicious. They're so good. They're so good. And yes, uh, I will. I will tell you, they are fresh. They are tangy. They are lemony. Uh, they have a hint of red berry, plenty of sugar, and they are here to flavor your summer. So make sure to check out OGs wherever you get your wonderful uh, edibles at. And of course, don't forget to check out their Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummy. There's strawberries and cream, happy balance gummy, and so much more. Uh, but pink lemonade, don't miss, don't sleep on it. Last year's, I think, summer flavor was the pina colada, if it I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah. That one was delicious. I want to get some non-medicated ones just for Jesse to eat so he can try them because <laughs> they're just a good candy. Forget the fact that they Fact. make you feel wonderful. They're just a delicious candy. Uh, OG's doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effects, so get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Again, limited edition. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram. 
at OG's Brands. Also check out our friends at More Furniture who want to hire Jesse away because of the way that he just has made Chase Lounge numbers go through the roof right now. Sales are incredible over there. Uh, <laughs> but of course, uh, we'll convince you to buy other things for your home other than that, like actual useful pieces of furniture, uh, including some wonderful recliners as well as like a uh, nice TV setup. I, I, uh, I saw uh, they had like a wall display one that kind of like went around your TV on the wall and it was really neat. I, I considered getting it. I, I have space issues in my house though. So uh, make sure you check out morefurniture.com if you have space issues. And of course, if you get anything from their uh, website, make sure to get that white glove delivery service, have it brought to your house and don't lift a finger uh, and tell them where to put it and they'll take care of it for you. Stay big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Well, that's all we got guys. Uh, hope we made your night a little better after watching that disgraceful uh, meltdown that the Diamondbacks had there in the seventh inning. You got Zach Gallon on the mound tomorrow. We got Zach Gallon on the mound tomorrow, but we also have a watch along. So Whoa. a lot of forces working against <laughs> each other here. Make sure you guys pull up for that. We will be here tomorrow at first pitch. Uh, and then we will also be doing our show after that. We have four post game shows this week. So, uh, trying to give you all that we got. They snuck that Washington Nationals makeup game in on it, so we can't can't we can't get around that one. So we might as well do a post game that day day two. So make sure to join us all week long right here uh, on PHNX. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, this guy next to me is at Sean underscore Depaz. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. The maniac behind the Mac over there is Damon, and he is a Damon dog D A W G. And then you got to do a little at the end. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore DBACs and all roads lead to PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We love you. We appreciate your time. We thank you so much for stopping by. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Cattell picks a fucking direction.